Warm greetings to all of you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me please to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 46. We're going to read together from verse 9 and we will conclude with verse 10. Isaiah 46 verse 9 and verse 10. We're going to try and work through uh, this message as quickly as possible and try and cover as much ground as what is possible. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, there is none other. I am God and there is no one like me. I declare the end from the beginning and from ancient times things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. I want to speak to you briefly on the subject, the finished work of God. The finished work of God. Look again and ask them the question, who are you and do you know where you come from? Look at me for a minute. When Paul talks about the mystery of God's immutable will, he writes to the book of Ephesians and said, Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Note, who had blessed us with all spiritual blessings. Who had chosen us in himself before the foundation of the world was laid. That we might be his people, a people that will be holy, blameless and acceptable before him in love. When God engages Jeremiah with regards to his immutable bill, he says to him, now Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. You are not here as a surprise. You are not here as the result of the will of a man or a woman. You are here in my divine providence because I chose you before the foundation of the world was laid. Oh, tell your neighbor you are chosen. You are chosen, neighbor. You are chosen. You are chosen. You are chosen. You are chosen. You were chosen before Adam sinned against God. Your selection in God was before the angels were created. You need to understand that you are not here by the will of a man. You are not here by the will of a woman. You are here in the divine providence of God himself. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When David talks about this great mystery, he says, Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and all the days of my life was recorded in the books before none of them were. You're not here by the will of a man. You are here... In the divine providence of God himself. He's the one that selected you. He's the one that chose you in Christ Jesus. Before the foundation of the world was laid. 
And Isaiah, God speaks to his people. It tells them, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. He, he then goes on to tell them, this is how I work. He says, this is my modus operandi. He says, I tell the end from the beginning. He says, when I engage you and I begin to talk to you and I begin to reveal myself to you, you need to understand that I do not work according to the standards and the norms of men. When I begin to engage you, you need to understand I'm going to tell you your end before I tell you your beginning. Well, let me take it a little bit deeper than that the reason why I'm going to start you is because I have already finished you 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 gotta understand that you you've got to understand that I am not going to start anything which I have not finished already that's the reason why I can come to you and tell you that no weapon that's formed against you will be able to prosper and every tongue that rises up against you in judgment stand condemned because I tell the end from the beginning I first end and conclude your life and guarantee your success your fruitfulness your productivity by virtue of my immutable will and the power of my word once I've done that then I back up and I begin to tell you things that be not as though they were I begin to tell the end from the beginning somebody shout hallelujah I don't look at you the way that people look at you I don't see in you what people see in you I refuse to relate to you on the same basis that people relate to you because the fact of the matter is I was in your future I saw how it ends I saw that you highly favored and blessed blessed in the city blessed in the field blessed coming in blessed going out I saw how your life was hidden in God and Christ and together you are already seated with Christ in heavenly places hallelujah and if you go through the water I'm there you go through the fire and the flood I'm there no weapon that's formed against you will be able to prosper why because I work all things out according to the pleasure and the counsel of my own will I don't care about your mother. They may say, well, your mother was not as sophisticated. Your father may not have been as astute as what is the norm and the standard and the requirement of man. But that's not the issue with me. The issue is this. In me, you live. In me, you moved. In me, you have your very being. Moses, don't come here and tell me that you cannot talk who created your mind don't you know that I've got the power to anoint you and to give you the ability better than that still I'm going to give you your brother Aaron he's going to be your prophet and you will be like a God I'm going to anoint you I'm going to help you I'm going to guide you and at the end of the day I will glorify myself because I tell the end from the beginning I speak of things that have not yet been done 
and I say, my counsel shall stand. No matter what the devil does, my counsel shall stand. No matter what the schemes and the plots of the enemy is against your life, my counsel shall stand. No matter how many daggers they've got out, how many land mines and booby traps they've planted for your demise, my counsel shall stand. No matter how they talk about you, lambast you and lampooned you, my counsel shall stand. It doesn't matter they can put you on the backside of the desert my counsel shall stand let them close all the doors for you my counsel shall stand let them connive against you my counsel shall stand let them hang you on the cross my counsel shall stand let them throw and lock you in a pit my counsel shall stand let them lock you in the prison it doesn't matter because my counsel shall stand no matter what you're going through my counsel shall stand because I've been in your future I know how the script of your life is going to end the Bible says we know that all things work together for the good for them that love the Lord for them who are the called according to his purpose we know we know we don't guess we know we will we don't assume we we know, we know, we know, we don't think, we know, we know, we know, it doesn't matter what the devil does, it doesn't matter how bleak the night and how dark the night might be, everything is going to work out for your good, because that's God's will and that's God's purpose for your life. We serve an amazing God, we serve an amazing God. What he does he picks you up before you fall he buys you back before you are sold he heals you before you get sick he blesses you before they curse you we we serve an amazing God we we just serve an amazing God we just serve an amazing God tell your neighbor you don't know what you are carrying We know that all things are going to work out for the good. For them that love the Lord. For them, note, note. For them who are called according to his purpose. The reason why the enemy cannot prevail against you is because you are the called ones according to the purpose of God. If the enemy can prevail against you, then he can prevail against the purpose of God. But you and I know that that is not even imaginable. It's not even possible because the purpose of God will stand. You are here, you say to yourself, but Brother Bishop, you know, I am so insignificant. I'm not all that. I do not possess capacity. I do not possess the skill sets and the ability that's necessary for me to execute and fulfill the assignment of God for my life I'm here to tell you it's never been about you it's never been about me it's never been about what we want to do and what we want to achieve the reason why you and I are here is to fulfill the purpose the plan and the design of God for our lives that's why the Bible says we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works which he determined that 
we shall walk in them pastor it has never been about your church because you don't have a church the reason why that thing is going to grow and the reason why God is going to call people from the north and the south and the east and the west and the reason why God is going to sit on you as a man sit upon his beast is because that's the purpose and the will of God for your life you may think you are insignificant but as far as God is concerned that's not about your ability that's not about your capacity that's not about you that's about his will that's about his purpose that's about his design and that's why you are going to succeed that's why the church is going to grow that's why God is going to call people from the north the south the east and the west and he's going to plant them in the church why because it's about his purpose his purpose will prevail hallelujah you think well you know I'm a businessman and it hasn't been so good and things in the economy is not so good it's not so rosy and the economy is shrinking and, and jobless this is on the increase and direct foreign investment is not taking place and all these things seems to be working against me listen brother businessman it's not about you <laughs> it's not about your vision your goal your dream it's about the purpose of God for your life and God says I'm going to bring you into a land that overflow with milk and with honey he's going to bless you in the sun he's going to bless you in the field he's going to bless you when you come in he's going to bless you when you go out because it's about the purpose of God for your life I gotta take him off the cross because it's not about him it's never been about him it's about God reconciling the world with himself through Christ. It's not about him. It's about a God that works things out according to his immutable will. That's all right, Joseph. Let them throw you in the pit, my boy. It's fine. All of that is part of my will for your life. Let them be jealous about you and let them talk about you and, and let them whisper in the night. Let them connive and let them plan what they don't know. The same way that I harden Pharaoh's heart. I'm the one that's working in their hearts. I'm the one that's allowing them to be jealous and insecure. I'm the one that's causing them to talk about you because I has not seen, ear has not heard, neither has that enter into the heart of man the things that God your father has prepared for you but God is revealing it unto you by his Holy Spirit somebody shout hallelujah let them throw you in the pit my boy because the pit is necessary for you to get to the palace unless you go through the pit you cannot get to the palace let them do what they want and they throw him in the pit and ah, here comes God and God says Ishmaelites buy him and they buy him and Potiphar, Potiphar, Potiphar it's necessary boy it's necessary why because all things work together for your good the pit was good for you Potiphar buying you is good for you you being in the house of Potiphar is good for you a Potiphar's wife wanting to deceive you and lay with you is good for you Joseph you need to go to the prison my boy because I'm going to take you from the prison to the throne that's necessary it's necessary that's necessary your neighbor it's necessary it's necessary because your father he tells the end 
Remember, Joseph, the dreams that you had. How the sheaves were bowing. Remember? Joseph, that was me, your father, telling you the end from the beginning. You remember how the sun and the moon paid obeisance to you and how they bowed before you. And how even your father was confused and said, do you think that me and your mother and your brothers and sisters, that we're really going to bow before you? Even though you did not understand it, my boy, I was showing you the end from the beginning. You say to me, brother, pastor, I am weak. It's good. Welcome to the club. We are all weak. He's our strength. He's our wisdom. Paul says for me to live as Christ. He says, he says, he says, he says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet it's not I, but Christ that now lives in me. He says, the life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He said, you know what? I've got this problem. Three times I've prayed to the Lord and said, please remove this problem from my life. He said to him, listen to me, son. He says, when you are weak, when you are weak, when you are weak, my strength is made perfect in your weakness so that the exceeding greatness of the power that is displayed in you might be of God and not of yourself. It's going to work out for your good. Well, they've left the church. They were supposed to leave. Yeah. Oh, sit up straight, sit up straight, sit up straight. Tell your neighbor they were supposed to leave. They were supposed to leave. They were supposed to leave. There you are feeling sorry for yourself. And there you are. You said, well, I've invested so much. And yet they left. They were supposed to leave because God has got something greater in store for you. Something greater in mind for you. There are people sitting on the north, the south, the east, and the west. That needs to come to that place of worship. Your letter ending will always be greater than your former. I see you winning in the name of Jesus. I see your church grow in the name of Jesus. I see your business advance in the name of Jesus. I see God giving you favor in the name of Jesus. I see you signing new contracts, receiving new opportunities in the name of Jesus. I see you fruitful. I see you multiply in the name of Jesus. Shout yes! Shout yes! Glory, 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 hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. Oh, I don't have time, I, I gotta rush this thing. Let me skip, let me skip, let me, let me skip. Oh, you know I'm coming back. We've got one of God's generals here, Reverend Matebula. Would you stand so that we can just show you how much we love you? Don't you just love this man of God? Isn't he just such a blessing? Come on, stand to your feet and show respect, show love and show honor. Thank you, you may be seated. Can you take a few more minutes? Romans 4 verse 17 and 18 and then I'm going to try and close it with Genesis chapter 1 because therein embedded in this eternal book is the mystery of the methodology of our God. 
in that book. Now, let me rush quickly. As I have written, note, have you noticed so far everything is past tense? Have you seen that? Blessed be the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who had, who had, who had, not who's going to, who had, who had, who had, who had. You were dead in your sins and your, trans, your, your transgression. But God through Christ raised you up and caused you or made, 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 made you to sit with Christ in heavenly places. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew, past tense, I knew you. We know that all things work together for good, for good, for good, for good, for good that love the Lord, for them that love the Lord, for them who are the called, the called, the called, past tense. Wait, let me take it further. For those whom God foreknew, he called. Those whom he called, he glorified. Those whom he glorified, he justified. What will we say concerning these things? Safe to say that if God be for us, who can be? Past tense, past tense, past tense. In him you lived, in him you moved, in him you have. I tell the end. From the beginning, from ancient time, things that have not yet been done, saying, Surely my counsel shall stand. Christ in us, the hope of glory. We together? Now, here he's going to speak to our father, Abraham. He says, As it is written, note, I have made you our womb. What do you mean you've made me the father of many nations and here I am, I do not even have a child. Abraham, before you came here, I made you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, I made you the father of many nations. I'm not moved by your circumstances which are temporary. I'm not moved by the fact that you are confronted with the reality that Sarah's womb is dead and the barrenness of your own body. That's not what I'm concerned with. Don't you know that my counsel shall stand and that my word will prevail? Don't you know that God is not a man that he will lie? Neither is he the son of man that has, he has to repent. If God said it, he will do it. If God spoke it, he shall bring it to pass. I have made you. When? Before you got here. In eternity past, before Adam was created, I made you. I got a rush. I made you the father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God, listen, even God and I don't have time, who quickened the dead and called those things that be not as though they... I don't have time. Skip, skip, skip. Habakkuk 2. Then the Lord said to me, write the vision, make it plain on tablets, that he may read who read. That he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time. But in the end, it will speak and it will not lie. Tell your neighbor, it will speak and will not lie. And though it tarries, have patience. Because they 
that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with the wings of eagles. They shall run and not faint. If, they, if you can just learn to wait, don't be in a hurry. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. The pit is necessary, the prison is necessary, false accusation and aspersions is, wait, just hang in there, hang in there, hang in there, wait. Oh, I gotta get a Genesis, I gotta get it, I gotta, oh dear Lord. Now, before I get to Genesis, let me give you Hebrews 1. Therefore, put up Hebrews 1 chapter number Chapter 1 verse 4. Therefore, since a promise remain of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you should seem to come short of it. For unto us the gospel was preached as well as unto them. But the gospel preached or the word preached did not profit them that heard it. Because when they heard it, they didn't mix it with faith. Look at me, look at me, look at me. In the beginning was the word and the word was what God saying was in the beginning with God. All things were made by the word and without the word was nothing made that was made. So shall my word, says God, which go forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall do that where unto I send it. And my word shall prosper. Heaven and earth, said Jesus, shall pass. But my word, my word, my word, my word. The word of God is alive, it's powerful, it's sharper, it's sharper than the two-edged sword. The word of God is like a hammer that destroys the rock. It's like a two-edged, it's the word of God. The word of God is the, the principal thing. You, you are born again, not with corruptible seed, uh, but with the incorruptible truth, the word of God. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things that were made or appeared, they were made with things that does not appear. Jeremiah, what do you see? I see the branch of an almond tree. God says, you have seen well because I am watching over my word ready to perform it. So when they heard the word of God, that word which they heard did not profit them. Nigh thee is the word, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. Romans 10, this is the word of faith which we preach that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. The word, the word. If you abide in me and my word abide in you. The word. So the word of God comes to us so that through the word we can profit. And when they heard the word that God was going to bring them into this great land, the word did not profit them. Why? Because when they heard it, they did not mix it with faith. So God says to them, because you doubted my word when I told you the end from the beginning, you will not enter into the promised land. The word. Oh, I don't have time. Let me just get to Genesis that I close. Genesis 2. Now look at it quickly. Genesis 2. I'll close with this one. Ha! Kabosha. Kandala burra sel bordele mokondele briasida la bagadere bushida. Genesis chapter number 2. Thus, the heaven and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he made. And he rested on the seventh day from all his works which he made. Look at verse 3. It's a rather interesting verse. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because that in it he rested from all his work which God created and made. What are you talking about? What, what? what do you mean? Let me explain how your father works. 
Everybody say creation, creation. precedes, precedes. Manifestation. manifestation. Your father, before your father starts with anything, he first go into creative mode. That's why your father is called the creator. In the creative mode or the creative phase, he determined the counsel of his immutable will. I explain. This building was not just built. Somebody had to sit down and feed the architect with critical and essential information. The architect with the help of the information went into what we call creative mode. And in creative mode, he saw pictures and he started to draw what he saw. Long story short, at the end of the final draft, the plans were signed and boards went up everywhere. Grace Bible Church. When people walked past the naked piece of land, they saw a piece of land. But when we walked past it, we saw our buildings. We saw. Have you seen when they build a shopping center? You have a big board going up there and they say to let. Now you wonder, but are these people crazy? Because all we see is a piece of land. And yet they are going out and they're speaking to all the nationals and the multinationals and everybody interested. And they're hiring space and, and they're hiring shops out to people, shops that does not exist. What are they doing? They are telling the end from the beginning. It's just a matter of time. Just, just hang in there. Just, just, just be patient. Sign the lease in the meantime. Because the way you see this land, you will never see it like that again. Because there's a building going up there and your shop has to be set up now already. Let me go back to this Genesis thing. Genesis chapter 1. Then God said, let us make men in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and God, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. So God, listen to this, and God created. What did he do? He went into creative mode. He created man in the image of God, created he him. Note, male and female and from the beginning created he them. Because he knew Mtakaona is going to be lonely. So let me provide in the creative mode let me provide the need before the need arise because I am known as Jehovah Jireh thank you sir thank you, thank you. so in the creative mode he creates him in the creative mode he makes provision for her but they are not made yet. They are only created. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created him. Male and female created them. Then God blessed them and said. Listen to this. Even before they are made. The blessing is pronounced upon them. In the creative mode. That's why nobody can curse that which God had blessed. They were not there when God pronounced his blessing over you. That's why no weapon formed against you will be able to prosper. Because when he created you, he blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. 
you are blessed Lord in the creator face in the creator face he blessed them he said to them be fruitful he's giving them capacity multiply fill the earth subdue it have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over every living thing that moves upon the face of the earth right that is what Genesis chapter 1 are you with me are you with me in Genesis 1 he creates them in Genesis 2 he makes them all right I know you don't believe go check it out go to Genesis chapter 2 let's start with verse 18 and the Lord God said it is not good that man should be alone I will make I will do what? Why? Because I've already created, I've already made provision for your church, for the people that's going to be in your church. Your, your business has already been created. Your, 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 your prosperity has already been established. Your blessing, it's, all of that is in the creative process. I've made provision for that. But now we're going to go into calling those things that be not as though they. Verse 19. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast out. I thought they were created in Genesis chapter 1. Yes, they were created in Genesis chapter 1, but they were made in Genesis chapter 2. Ah, you owe me. You, you owe me a chupa or a Kit Kat or something. what he would call them and whatsoever called Adam called them every living creature that was the name thereof and Adam gave names to all the cattle and to all the fowl of the air and every beast of the field and for Adam there was no help what do you mean there was no? in Genesis chapter 1 then we heard that what now she was created but she was not yet made so later on your father comes and he tells this boy, come here, my boy, come here. What you don't know is what you are looking for is inside of you. There you go around and you're looking for things. You, you don't know that you are carrying what you are looking for. You are carrying it on the inside of Ah, but it is a new day. It is a new season. Everything that you've been looking for has locked up on the inside of your being and somebody shout hallelujah let me let me let me let me come, come help me bishop martin would come Hi, Sony, how are you? Wonderful, wonderful. Yes, Reverend Matebu. Can you see him? Yes. Dark, tall, and handsome. Yeah. Abracadabra. He's gone. He's no more. The next time we open our eyes is in the presence of God. What does God do? God takes his eternal purpose and locked it on the inside of his being. Everything, my son, that you need that pertain to life and godliness, locked it on the inside of your being. The strength that you need, the, the, the personality that you need, uh, the finance that you need, the people that I will be calling from the north, the south, the east, the west, 
as a whole I'm putting wow. it inside yeah. of you be lock it in there when I'm done with you you need to know before I formed you in your mother's womb we had a conversation and I bless you with all spiritual blessings it doesn't matter who likes you who don't like you who approve of you who don't approve of you no weapon formed against you shall Come on, stand on your feet. Give the Lord a crazy praise here. Hallelujah. So when you get to the earth, it doesn't matter what you see on the surface. It doesn't matter how people look at you, what they say about you. Thank you so much. It doesn't matter because when I dispatched you, when I release you, when I send you, you've already been blessed. All of the provisions for you to do my will, my purpose locked up on the inside of you you don't know it yet but that piece of land over there yonder that's yours that building over there yonder that's yours the people walking from the north the south, the east, the west that's the children whom I have given to you they are for a sign they are for a wonder you and the children whom I have given you are for signs and for wonders no weapon that's formed against you will be able to prosper here Matabule comes and he doesn't know the man is loaded the man is loaded the man has loaded all he needs he needs a place to explode boom boom and all of a sudden as he opens his spirit here comes the building here comes the people here comes miracles and signs and wonders and the provisions of almighty God why? because he tells I have to stop. We'll pick it up again some other time. So in Genesis 2, he then made everything that he created. So before Abraham was dispatched by dad, God locked all of us, those in heaven, those on earth, those not yet born, Dad locked them up in Papa's loins. That's why he says to him, Come, my son. And they walk. Look, look over there. Can you see the stars? So shall your posterity be. son let's go for a walk him and the father walks this time they are at the seashore dad says to him my boy do you think you're able to count the sand here on the shore so now listen if it was possible for human beings to count the sand on the shore it would have been possible for them to count your descendants telling the end but I don't have that's why we do not look at the scene or the natural because it's temporary we look at the unseen we don't focus on the visible we focus on the invisible I'm going to pray for you.
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we thank you that you have chosen us in yourself before the foundation of the world was laid, that we might be your people. A people that would be holy, blameless, fruitful, and productive. A people whose lives is already hidden in God, in Christ, and together we are already seated with you in heavenly places. So that in the time to come, the culmination and the consummation of the age, you can show to principalities and powers the exceeding greatness of your power and your love toward us in Christ Jesus. I pray for my brothers and my sisters that you would open our eyes, oh God, that you would enlighten our understanding, bring us to a place where we would realize the exceeding greatness of the power that has been made available to us through Christ Jesus, our blessed Lord. I pray that you revive, ignite, revitalize, revive, renew, oh God, our strength and our energy, our vitality. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that from today and after this conference that our lives will never ever be the same again. That you will take us from glory to glory, from strength to strength, from power to power, from victory to victory. I pray that you place within our hearts a desire for the word of almighty God that's able to establish us and save our souls as we allow ourselves to be led by the spirit of God I pray that you lead us from glory to glory, from victory to victory, from power to power, Lord what we've been looking for on the outside help us realize it's locked up on the inside of our being and take us to another level of glory, let the exceeding greatness of your power be made manifest in our lives, in our families, in our sons, our daughters, our husbands, our wives, our churches, our ministries, our business, every sphere of activity. Let your will be done. Lord, we dare to believe you. We dare to believe your word. We dare to believe your promises because you are not a man that you would lie. You are not the son of man that you have to repent. If you say it, you do it. If you spoke it, you will bring it to pass. And now we commit everybody to the power of your outstretched hand and we pray that your will be done that your kingdom come on earth as it has already been done in heaven in Jesus name Amen <laughs> oh come on give the Lord praise give him praise Come on, give him crazy praise, give him crazy praise. Ah!